Yes, hello and welcome everybody to this momentous occasion in Dice Masters history because you are joining us today for the 100th episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We are a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six. And my name's Andy, a.k.a. Mr. Bronson's Wig. <laughs> Mr. Bronson's Wig. Only I get that joke right now. <laughs> but by the end, you all will. <laughs> That's right, folks. It is the Century episode, 100 episodes of the Ministry of Dice podcast, although it is actually technically 102. How do you work that out? Because there's two unnumbered episodes we talked about this come on now no, no this is the 100th episode well this is the 100th numbered episode there have been 102 episodes of the ministry of dice podcast I, th- I still don't get it well okay uh, nonetheless 100 episodes and in just a couple of weeks time it will be our fourth anniversary as well it so will. 100 100 episodes and four years of plowing this stuff out into the airwaves <laughs> four years unbelievable Every two weeks, and uh, within that four years, we have released an episode every two weeks without fail. Never missed one. I, I don't know. We're obviously lunatics for talking about Dice Masters and recording ourselves doing it. Yes, we are, because we love it. We do. We most certainly do. And have we got an episode lined up for you guys today? Ooh, not only, just... Not only have we got special guests, not only have we got some messages and some pre-prepared segments that have been sent to us by friends across the community not only do we have a competition but we've also got a look back at the 100 episodes of the ministry of dice podcast so it is going to be an extended episode folks an extra long one but before we do of course i have to ask andy what have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded not a lot because you had no internet no, that is true. I suppose we should start with me, really, and what I've been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded. So I have moved house, folks. I think I've mentioned it once or twice in the lead-up to this episode. And so we've moved into the new property. We're all settled in. Uh, thanks for asking. I know you'd all be concerned. But the my internet service provider has been unable to sort my line out, and I've had no internet. And still currently have no internet right now. I'm recording this on some shaky 4G. So we've not Fingers been able to play crossed. any games, we've not been able to stream anything, and even if I did have the internet, all my Dice Master stuff is still boxed up, all in the spare room in boxes right now. So it's been hectic, hectic. I've not played any board games, although I have you know, looked at them as I've placed them in boxes, and then looked at them as I've unpacked them from boxes. It's all been go, uh, Brit Roller Six Towers. Rumour has it that there might be some Kallax action in your new home. Oh, you bet, mate. You bet. Those who know, know. Uh, although, ironically, the Kallaxes have been repurposed and the board games have ended up going on a billy. Wash your mouth out. I know. I know. Scandalous, isn't it? Scandalous. A billy. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. The billy was taller and fitted in the spot better. It's a thing. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's a true story. It's all right. I will be having the Kallaxes, though. There's a, an extension going on the front of the house, which will be getting me a room where I can sit and record and play Dice Masters to my heart's content online, and I will inherit the Kallaxes at that point. Take oh, them okay. to there. Yeah. So there's a grand plan. There's a whole grand plan. Yeah. 
That's a whole grand plan. But for now, we haven't got the... Long story short, units aren't in the bedroom yet. So the Kallax is being used for like my pants and my T-shirts and stuff. <laughs> when the units go in, <laughs> the Kallaxes will move into the extension when the extension finally happens. It's a whole thing. It's a thing. Okie doke. So no gaming then? No, no gaming to report at all. It is uh, a glorious introduction. <laughs> Wow. celebratory episode. <laughs> what about you? You fit some Uno in? Uh, no, we've been watching a lot of football with the Euro starting. I know that you're excited about that as well. Um, oh, yeah, I can't contain myself. I did, however, little tip for you UK guys. I had a walk into Poundland this weekend, and there's a, a small range of small box games all on the 80s theme. I, uh, I picked up Knight Rider, which is Kit versus Car, the card game. Got I'm, it here. I'm, I'm already. I'm in. I'm in. Lifelong rivals, Kit and Car, go head to head in a destructive battle for victory. Drain your opponent's energy by racing around the map and performing stunts to either attack or defend. Um, it was a fiver as well, which is weird because it's in pound. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, oh, there yeah. was a Back to the Future one as well, but uh, I didn't like the look of it. So I didn't bother buying that. But that's pretty much as as far as my gaming's gone. Uh, I have relocated back into the office at work. So my desk is now clearer. So there does need to be some form of clear up and de-adulting of my office. (laughs) Of course. I'd expect nothing less. Doesn't mean I'm getting rid of the porn. What I mean is I'm getting rid of the grown-up worky stuff. Uh, porn will stay um <laughs> what about the rest of your chess set chess set yeah it's a marvel one you can't play chess with just one pawn oh no i was talking about naked ladies <laughs> you, your mum's in the office no low 100 <laughs> episode celebrations yeah, maybe, maybe that's what I should do is go back through and do a little, uh, like a mega cut of me calling your mum out. No. Hold on a sec. Mum, can I get a cup of tea? Put, put a towel on, love, before you go out. The kids must still be awake. All right. Sorry about that. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> My window's open. I have neighbours thinking all sorts. Um, 100th episode. Uh, so, yeah, not a lot going on. Oh, Getting up in the morning, like I for the past like over a year, literally just thrown on a pair of jogging bottoms and fallen down the stairs. Had a cup of coffee put in my hand, and and started work. And now it's like <laughs> I've I've lost two hours of my morning. Um, oh, horrible! Which is is rough. And as a result, I haven't been able to stay up till one o'clock in the morning playing Apex Legends anymore. So no, for sure. There. Like we played last night, and I was I just I had to finish it like half ten. What? Uh, I know, right? It's knackered. Oh, another non-gaming related thing. I now have reading glasses. <laughs> yes, you sent me a picture. You look very fetching in them. So I now need glasses to look at. I should have been wearing, wearing them now, actually, because I'm looking at a computer. So yeah, so that's exciting as well. 100th that, episode. 
celebrations. <laughs> it's so exciting. He's got glasses. He's got a new Night Rider game. And he's going back to work in the office. <laughs> the, the fun never stops with the MOD, folks. I hope you're all <laughs> I, I hope you're all able to contain yourselves. This must be overwhelmingly exciting stuff that, <laughs> that we've if this is your first uh, first time joining us, then it doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> well, I tell you, there is a couple of things I managed to squeeze in, uh, sort of vaguely related. So, as a gift from WizKids to celebrate our hundredth episode, we were sent a couple of Dark Phoenix Saga spoilers to share with you folks. Oh yes, and you released them early by mistake. Uh, yeah, I did. Okay, that's my bad. So without the internet, I was running running off my phone, and uh, this is going to be a classic Chris tangent, cool story, bro moment. And uh, I'd pre-written it. I'd pre-written it and prepped it all up when I had internet in the last house. And then I thought, oh, sugar, I forgot to add that bit in. So I, I went into the app that manages the website on the phone and added the sentence in, just one sentence that I, I wanted to add into the whole thing. But... When you go through, it resets the schedule. So when you pre-schedule a post and you go in on the app, it resets it, and I accidentally hit publish immediately. So it went up, and then I noticed it'd been up for about 10, 15 minutes. Went to take it down because it was supposed to come out on Monday, but then I noticed the stats. Loads of people had already been to the page in the 10, 15 minutes that it had been up. So then I was like, oh, well, I've kind of got to put it out there now, haven't I? Yeah. You know, tip tap tap. But anyway, it got some people excited. That's good. Yes, yeah, and it's really great news. And uh, more on that subject a bit later on this episode. Tease, tease, tease. Uh, well, so that was good. I, I had a present through the post. So did you? Oh yes, that was very exciting. So we must say a very massive public thank you to Dana over in the cold, cold north. Hello there, Dana, who was very kind to send us a custom team and dice carrier case that looks amazing it's It's, awesome would you care to describe it for our dear dear listeners it's epic so it is it's like um it's like a box it's got magnetized flip up lid the underside of the lid is designed so you can slip some cards in and out of there nice and easily Uh, and then the main part has got these lovely four rows we'll have to put a picture up because i'll describe this badly four rows for your dice with a slider to push them out a little flip down end bit so you can slide them off the end like i'm doing now and there's enough room for uh what we're looking at i think eight in there might even be more what's that six seven ten ten a row so 40 dice can go in this bad boy which is more than enough for your team of 20 your eight sidekicks and yeah, I suppose then you if you take all 12 basic action dice, so you're covered for all four colours, that's your sorted. All in one box with your cards. Lift that up, clips into place, bush. And on the front, the Ministry of Dice. The yeah, logo. outstanding. Yeah, I'll take a photo and add it to the show notes if anyone's interested to take a look. But that was extremely generous, Dana. Thank you very much for sending that across. There was a lovely little note in there saying congratulations on your 100th episode. So you are a valued and cherished member of the ministry, even more so now. We're very, very grateful to have received those and we'll be using them 
you know, when we can get back into a face-to-face playing situation. The uh, the Dice Tower segment in the last episode, that generated some conversation as well that I was involved in over on our Discord and over on our Facebook page. Many people in agreement with us that Dice Masters needs its own dedicated Dice Tower, something better suited to the needs of the game. Uh, we saw a few examples. There was uh, some great stuff there made out of Lego, uh, made out of spare dice, you know, so lots and lots of great stuff. And the Adam Warlock discussion continued. This is a contentious oy, card. Oy, oy. Yeah, Jay was in touch and said, I've played it loads and nobody's questioned it. I'm convinced it's just for the active player who owns the card and a few more people came out the woodwork going, no, I think it's more like Wonder Woman. So there's, I've not managed to settle that one yet. Uh, and because my eye has been a little bit off the ball with the home move, I've not managed to follow up just now, but Jay, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. We're united on this one. Nah. I'm sure some rules lawyers will come out the woodwork and put us right. But for now, team Jay and Chris on the Adam Warlock issue. Um, so there's that. And I had a haircut. No way. <laughs> yeah, I knew that would be the big news. No the way. This is this you know, bollocks to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> what is it all gone? Yeah. Well, I mean, so the thing is, it's weird because back in the day, before in the before times, if I had yeah. my haircut and it was still this long, my wife would be like, "Did you not want to take a bit more off? Your hair's still really long." But because it was so long, the you know the perspective. Is so it looks like a lot's come off, and a lot has come off, but it's back to kind of how pre Chris, sort of pre COVID Chris, pre COVID Chris needing a haircut, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I shaved the beard off too. Oh, my word, yeah, I've had a little brush up around the edges. Are you like what? wanted for a crime or something? No, no, I just wanted to look smart for our 100th episode. Oh, okay, yeah, you've got like a yeah. stick on like mustache. I'm in my tux here now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I just got a bow tie on. Standard. Red one. It's Wednesday. It is. But now that sounds like I'm sat in my office with my mum, both of us naked, bar me with a bow tie. (laughs) True story. (laughs) 100th episode, folks. You're listening. More for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there you go. There's, There's all the news and updates. Breath Weapon X. Well, you say all news and updates. Wait till the end of the episode, folks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'd say, should we not dilly dally and let's get into the good meaty stuff, shall we? You just said Breath Weapon X. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say congrats to the lads. Breath Weapon X Fest 2 took place and uh, appears to have been a great success. Lots of positive feedback was knocking around following the event. They had 17 players in total, if uh, memory serves me correctly. Very nice. So, uh, well done, Rob. Well done, Alex. A great event was had all round. Sadly, we were unable to join, um, but I had half an eye on it and I was watching some of the streams by DM North and Breath Weapon X. It looks like everyone was having a cracking time. And that was it, really, just to call out that that had happened. Let's get into it. What are we going to do? What order are we in? What's it going to be in? Oh, right. Well, I think we should start with the 100 episode look back. Okie doke. So Andy and I are going to have a little bit of a conversation just sort of reflecting on the fact that we've been at this for four years now we've produced 100 episodes perhaps talk perhaps talk about some of our favorite segments and some of our highlights from over the years well now now whose belly's going off i was by <laughs> i had a burger it is a pound a pound of meat i can feel it now 
<laughs> it's not dilly dally. That's also what's written above his phone number in the toilet on Southampton Common. Pound of meat. Call. Pound of meat. <laughs> Ask for his mum. <laughs> so we're going to have a little look back over our 100 episodes and talk about some of our highlights and our favourites and just generally what it's been like on this journey so far. Um, and then perhaps a little talk about plans and intentions moving forward then we'll move to one of our first guest segments which was uh, we had no involvement in it no don't give anything else away all right all i'll say is it was pre-prepared for us and you'll you'll hear what happened (laughs) imminently uh then on to uh, our second special guest we have a very exclusive individual joining us on this episode today talking about dice masters in quite some detail certainly for any of you naysayers out there or negheads who are concerned about the future of the game that is not a segment to be missed lots and lots of great juicy information in there with our second guest a few messages from some friends of the podcast and then we're going to finish up with some information about a competition I think that's everything, isn't it? Sounds really good. Yeah, well, I hope so, but we're we're already 19 minutes deep, so should we crack on with it? Happy 100th episode from Alex and Rob at Breath Weapon X. Um, You know, I know it's been... I I can't thank you guys personally enough from my point of view. Um, You know, listening to... Maybe not all 100, but listening to you has it's a large part of why I'm I'm still in this community and I'm sure Rob has has many similar feelings it is indeed yeah it's um back where uh, obviously with, with the, my lack of playing days before I don't know probably about two two and a half years ago it kind of I, I had a lot to cram in that I'd already missed out on so probably probably about 18 months worth of episodes that I crammed in while I was driving my lorry around <laughs> um but it gave me it gave me lots of Lots of card ideas that I've probably used and abused since then. Um, lots of little combos that I probably wouldn't have thought of without without it. Um, plus many, many other things. Um, like I really enjoyed all the tournament roundups you do. Obviously, you speak into the, the playing community as you're doing so at the same time. And apparently, you've got a... Uh, apparently, they, they've, they've got a, a world... No, sorry, a UK Nationals champion. That must be that Chris fella. I think was it Chris? I think it must have been. Oh, I've spent many a cold night with Andy. I know. I know all about his. He talks me through it step by step. Yeah. Like, and then I roll the kryptonite. Ah, uh, yeah. It's the kryptonite to my heart. But yeah, you know, and uh, especially having gone, you know, I think of the fact that with this game, I've gone, I've gone to Bratislava. I've done all the MOD PDMs that I have. That you guys have done such a service to Dice Masters in the UK and around the world. Genuinely, I, I wouldn't be here without you and neither would Breath of the Next, to be honest. No, 100%. Obviously, we, um, me and Alex first met at the uh, 2019 uh, Gaming vs. Cancer event. So, yeah, after, it wasn't too long after that that we started Breath of the X. So, yeah, it was uh, invaluable and, and you, all of the stuff you do is invaluable to the, to the community. Your, your spoiler pages. Um, the, That's a highlight. It's the best spoiler page, is. in my opinion. I think so. Um, that and obviously the rest of the, the website. I haven't. I don't read the blogs as much as I listen to the uh, um, the episodes. But you know, I, every so often I do. Not to mention the streams and the YouTube content you guys put out. Um, so I think to probably we need to to snap wrap it up because we're probably annoying you. But um, that's what we <laughs> like to do. Um, but thank well, you very much. 
what's that website that people need to go to? What well, the good one, breathworknext.wordpress.co.uk. That's the right. That's uh, right. Yeah. Or, uh, or there's their Twitch. I think they've Twitch. got a good Twitch. Yeah, Breath of Next Twitch. Oh god. And thank you for getting me absolutely hammered that night. It was great fun. But yes, genuinely, thank you so much for everything you do for the community. Congratulations on your hundredth episode. You guys are an inspiration to dice rollers everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Okay. Welcome back, then, folks. Here we are. It is the 100th episode, the century celebration for the Ministry of Dice podcast. And in this first proper segment, now Andy and I are going to do a little look back and have a bit of conversation around doing four years and 100 episodes of Dice Masters podcast talk. It's not really been four years, though, is it? It doesn't feel like four years. No. Well, I mean, I was looking back over some stuff uh the other day and thinking jesus that that genuinely does have 2017 you know the <laughs> the year to, what is going on it's Great absolutely year. insane yeah absolutely insane i mean we we talked last year about kind of how grateful we were to the audience for spending this time with us i mean that there is literally what was it um you were looking 10,000 listens yeah over 2020 yeah, which is just insane to think that this podcast has been played 10,000 times all over the world. You know, we've got listeners uh, out in South Korea. We've got listeners over uh, in mainland Europe. We've got North America, you know, Canada, the um, the US, listeners in Mexico, and of course, listeners here in the United Kingdom. So uh, just, just to think that it's being listened to by people all over the world, you know, that there's sort of 200 and 50 plus people an episode tuning in just boggles the mind really it's crazy it is crazy and we're ever ever so grateful we're just a massive thank you to you folks for coming along and joining us uh, for for what really is just the absolute random ramblings of a long-haired northerner and a bow tie wearing southerner i wonder why they listen there's a question to you listeners why last well, year we were we grateful could. now we're just like why <laughs> <laughs> what are you people doing? Are you, are you getting help? <laughs> Have you got someone you can talk to about this? It's there's, a problem. <laughs> there's an, a podcast in online course, and um, it's like, here's examples of how not to do it. And uh, so every every fortnight, 250 people on this course <laughs> listen to whatever episode, then they do a, a lesson on how to not do it maybe maybe not that's not out their own possibility well maybe we can roll in roll that question into the competition at the end oh what a clever idea yeah there we go so uh let's let's have a bit of a chat about the the 100 episodes and i suppose the question is you were talking about this the other day what's what's the standouts what's the highlights what's your favorite moment you know all these kind of all that kind of good stuff See, we discussed this, but we didn't discuss what our favourite like moment is. And if it's the same, then that, that could be quite dull. Uh, but I don't think it is because I've got a very good inkling about what yours is. Mine oh, yeah? is, it is, yeah. Let me guess before you say and see if I okay. uh, get it right. But my, you mine is episode, was it episode one or did we do episode zero? Great question. I can't remember. <laughs> we did the a very first... short, it was like 15 minutes long, wasn't it? Like a little... Uh starter episode yeah like announcement trial type thing where we were like hello 
We like Dice Masters. <laughs> Let's talk about ourselves. My my name is Andy, and, 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 and I won the European. No, I didn't. I won the UK National Champions 2017. Uh, I talked a few, but <laughs> although um, the delivery might not have been much better on our uh, full, first full episode, it was the favourite IP segment that we did, which released historical figures dice masters to the world uh, yeah <laughs> and, and very much i think set the tone for the four years to come <laughs> yeah they're still working on that i believe uh, jimmy, jimmy tells me they're, they're on it R- rumor has it that the, yeah. the the delays that are in place at the moment are, are due to uh, negotiations with the history channel that's right that's right yeah sorry yeah, folks so we'll, we'll see how that pans out so keep your eyes and ears open for further news on that. But yeah, so uh, yeah, it was, was that the very first episode? Like the first proper episode we did that, was it? It was, uh, Yes, it was the first, I think it was the first proper episode we did. So we did our little kind of piloty intro, introduce ourselves, sound like we were reading uh, and nervous. And uh, then that was our next one. And it would be the thing that, that I like about it, because we were discussing it, what should we do? What should we do? It's like, oh, let's talk about our favorite IPs. Uh, or, or what IPs we'd like to see uh, in Dice Masters. And I don't think you were expecting me to come out with it. Uh, and you did censor a lot of my suggestions. <laughs> and many of them still haven't seen the light of day four no. years later. <laughs> <laughs> there was some reference to some controversial figures in the news at the time. It was very topical. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and I think it kind of... It, it, we didn't really know each other that well, so it kind of gave you an idea of what you were getting yourself in for. <laughs> yeah. Um, I rocked up with a list of, I think I'd done like Danger Mouse or something, or Cartoon Network characters or something. Yeah. And we never even recorded mine, because I was like, that, that's put that in the can, we'll just stick with that, we don't need my rubbish. Uh, yeah, so that that's my first one. And then it got um, a mention on the reserve pool from Michaela when she started talking about it, which was a big buzz, because I listened to that every every episode repeatedly usually a couple of times i was working in empty houses quite a lot so i used to listen to them and then re-listen to them once i'd gone through everything i could so that was exciting uh but yeah that's mine very good okay well what's your guess for me then the interview with the two guys at uh, the uk games expo Yes, Chris and Kenny, you're absolutely right. Boom. Absolutely right. I mean, I mentioned this before. I think I'll come back to it time and time again. It was a kind of watershed moment for us whereby we'd gone from being just this sort of shaky little operation to something with a little bit more, I know, credibility, I suppose, is the word I'm looking for. It gave us a little bit more cred. Um, It was a very exciting moment because in addition to the interview that we secured for the podcast, uh, we were the first to open a Cree Invasion pack and a uh, Harley Quinn team pack, which was super exciting as well. So, yeah, it was just all all round. Uh, I mean, the whole UK Games Expo special, actually, I enjoyed because we had all those interviews. We were taking those live interviews between the rounds and with the matches, and we, we spoke to the players Uh, As the event went on, we had the interview with Mike, who was the winner that year towards the back end. So there was just a real buzz and real great energy to it. And to have that interview in the middle of all that as well, it's just part of a whole great weekend. I just felt like a mad come down when I sort of drove home that Sunday night. I was like, oh, that's been amazing. I've got to just go to work like normal tomorrow. I know, yeah. I felt the same. 
Um, so the interview particularly, but the whole UK Games Expo special that year was was really great. Just lots of energy, really dynamic episode. Really great to have all these people from the community get involved and be interviewed by us. And of course, the top four did as well at that event. So Yes, it did. It was a great event all round. That's yeah. That's probably where I'd be. Nice. If if I can have a notable mention though, I love the little run of the Tony jokes. <laughs> yeah, they were good. Who? Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you, if you're a newer listener, there was a player around in the community that we became friendly with from the states. Tony, hi Tony. If you're still with us, he ain't listening. Well, I don't know. He, he drops a, a like and a comment on the odd Facebook post now and again. But Tony was, we just had a lot of banter going back and forth with Tony at the time. And we invited him onto the podcast, but then didn't actually have him on <laughs> <laughs> for weeks. Just messed him about over and over and over again. And he kind of, he rolled with it. He got the joke. He was, he was game for the laugh. But yeah, if there's a, uh, if you're talking about the tone of the podcast and what we're all about, then yeah, that was definitely a highlight moment as well. But there's been lots of other sort of standout moments besides. I don't know if you've got anything else that you want to chuck in on a notable mentions list. The Shriek letter. Yeah, that was good. The the, the first one. I think it was uh, Dice Dice Kitty that was like, "What is this about? What are they? <laughs> what are they doing?" And then yeah. cl- clicked it right at the end. Though we were just making it up, and it was a letter from Shriek. <laughs> yeah, and we've had letters sent in by Bard. Yeah, yeah, we've had some. We did some letters from the Queen a few times and stuff. That was all a lot of fun. Uh, we've not, we've not had anyone write in for a little while of any you know, celebrity status. That's a very good idea. <laughs> Quit Russell Sweat up for this episode. Uh, yeah, that's 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 good stuff. That's good stuff. It's uh, yeah, and I think that's something that we've always valued about doing the podcast is that we just don't take it too seriously you know just have some fun we talk a lot about playing the game casually we talk a lot about ways to make it fun and interesting for uh, as a community of players and you know making it not just a competitive game but you know a social event that everybody can enjoy and stuff and you know throwing these little skits and daft moments i think are important to keep the tone light absolutely i've never taken anything seriously in my life not going to start now. <laughs> Except for maybe the 2017 UK National Championship. Obvs. Obvs. <laughs> Even though, you know, according to the win. Never trust the win system. And the fact, <laughs> do you know what's wicked about doing this podcast? You've just reminded me. When when we, when we make up like some like little quip or quote, and then you hear people say it. <laughs> amazing. This is amazing. Little known fact. Like for a while, I think every dice master player, like every other word, was little known fact. And it's just like they don't even know they're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been ingrained in people's like brains without us knowing. So um, that's another thing we could look at, like subliminal kind of implanting things into people's brains. Well, again, that can only lead me to ask the audience: Are you okay, guys? Are you getting help? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> coming here and receiving our weird subliminal messages <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's been a crazy ride for sure so you know we're not planning on going anywhere anytime soon looking ahead what what would be like some of your thoughts about where to go to next or how can we get even bigger and better in the coming year just throw that at me um <laughs> i don't know it'd be nice to get some content back on 
the shelves and in our hands. So I think to the uh, the future, uh, look forward to playing around with more of the uh, the new stuff. Or maybe we just like we just go the other way and we just start playing around with like UXM and stuff again. But well, I say that <laughs> PXG was mostly the reason why that. Um, but uh, some more stuff to talk about would be nice uh so we don't have to start you know do segments on dice towers again um, <laughs> that was a great segment that got people talking yeah i'm <laughs> um, very in tradition with our uh with segments we've done in the past it just tells me that there's people desperate to talk about things as much as we are um <laughs> I don't know, making up some more random stuff that doesn't have anything to do with Dice Masters and <laughs> shoehorning it into a Dice Masters podcast. That that that's always fun. A few more get a few more songs done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a highlight as well. Uh the the Queen song. Yeah, that was great getting all those folks on to to sing that. I was wholly unexpected. Yeah. That took um, hours. I thought you were gonna say my Becky Lynch song then. I'm actually a little upset. Your what? My Becky Lynch song that I did for Earth X Origins. And, and I was just getting to your Becky Lynch song. <laughs> the one what the oh, one right at the end of uh, of the, the tournament when um we were both hammered and everyone was like you're like, Oh, I've run out of time to sing the song. Fish, fish, fish. Everyone's like, oh, sing the song, sing. The- oh, all right then. Oh, I just happened to have my guitar sat next to me just in case. <laughs> Let me yeah. get this. Yeah. Of course. Oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. I've always got my guitar. It's just there. I can see it. I have it here now, in fact. You've got loads uh, that, of guitars, I, though, haven't you? You're like guitar I got a, I got a few, yeah. I got a few. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean, one of the things from my point of view is that we put a lot of time in uh, and energy into this last year that it probably isn't, it's kind of behind the scenes kind of stuff. We just work very hard on improving our audio quality, our microphone quality, the type of recording software that we use. Uh, I've been learning a lot more about you know, putting together and editing this sort of stuff. And I think I want to do some more work in the in the year ahead to just like really take that to the next level because i think we're, we're sounding pretty good at the minute you know oh well that was wholly unpleasant <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just uh, kind of working a little bit more on that these little marginal gains just to really make it the the best sounding experience that we can that we can put out there i'm putting more into the youtube channel and the website i've been doing a lot of work on the website you know that sort of sits at the center of all this as well multi-pronged attack at your senses whatever whatever you poison we got it for you we're locked and loaded ready to go yeah i really enjoy doing the mod extra episodes as well although they don't they don't seem to be going down as well as our dice master stuff no there seems to be less interest in that um i, I can't explain why spoiler though everyone ladies and gentlemen do you want do you want to give the news what news is that Oh yeah, we're taking it audio. That's a pause for a minute to think about what you were, what you were hinting at. It's finally yeah, so, getting there. We got it. It's finally yeah. going to be on a podcast. Yeah, that's right. We're going to put it out audio and stop posting it on YouTube. So uh, maybe if that was your barrier to entry, uh, and you like to listen to us every week, then uh, every 
Monday, you'll have an episode of the MOD, whether it be the Ministry of Dice, Dice Masters podcast, or the Mod Extra uh, Movies and TV podcast. Anything else to add? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's uh, that's about it. We've we've shared our highlights. We'd be very interested to know what you folks uh, have to say. So if yes, anybody's got anything to send our way with regards to uh, the Ministry of Dice, anything you'd like to see from us in the coming year, uh, anything that you think we can do to improve or make your experience of listening to our show better, then we'd love to hear it. Or if there's some stuff we haven't done for a while that you wish we'd revisit or do more of, then let us know that too. We'd be happy to consider it at least. <laughs> <laughs> consider it done. Send it my way. <laughs> yeah, send it all to Andy. <laughs> all right well should we go to our first special guest appearance oh yes we should definitely do that let's do that right let's jump over to our first special guest appearance folks uh well i'm i'm not gonna say anymore let's just get into it yes welcome back then folks and we are continuing to celebrate a century of ministry of dice episodes that doesn't sound right does it century 100 of your finest yeah. episodes absolutely and to continue the celebratory tone we have with us today well we kind of have with us today uh the first of our many guests joining us on this episode we have tj boz from friday night clicks well known uh, dice buster streamer and hero click streamer in the community uh, and he has prepared a segment for us that we have had no hand in at all we're going in blind and we've just discovered upon joining the recording that tj's not even actually really here with us it's all pre-recorded so folks come with us on this exciting journey and enjoy this gift from tj to us for our 100th episode stroke fourth anniversary and let's find out what's going on together i suppose over to you robot tj hey chris and andy the measurements are in and it's your biggest fan here tj <laughs> yes i am here to celebrate episode 100 of the ministry of dice where many have come before not many have reached that special figure of one zero zero now to celebrate this we're going to have a special segment unfortunately it doesn't feature a telegram from the queen but what it does feature is a special quiz we know you love quizzes and this is who's the voice from dice masters past (laughs) there's a little like this Who's the voice from Dice Master's Past? Dice Master's Past. Who's the voice from Dice Master's Past? Can you guess the voices? As it says on the tin, I'm going to play you a clip and you guess who it is. It's a voice from Dice Master's Past. Are you ready for voice number one? Yes. We're ready that has made me practically the face of the game. I've got people <laughs> my channel for ideas and to gauge the feelings of the players as to what needs to change or be improved or play tested on. Well, that's that dude, that YouTube dude, what was his name? Um... Oh. oh, is he, is he actually here? <laughs> Christopher, a.k.a. True Mr. Sex. And Andy, a.k.a. Rotating Alias, you thought you were here today for just a segment with a guest of Dice Master's voice. Well, 
That is not quite what we're here for today. <laughs> today, this is your dice. <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. Yes, indeed, Chris and Andy, this is your dice. And to celebrate this momentous episode, we've got some people from your past who want to wish you well. First of all, do you recognise this voice? Congratulations on episode 100 of your podcast, Ministry of Dice. <laughs> Is that... um? Not quite sure. The guy oh, from football. He's a.k.a. 30 a.m. Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six. And Andy, a.k.a. Mr. Bronson's wig. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a Londoner, is it? In EastEnders. He was looking iller than Andy did in the Fanboy 3 toilets. It is. No. Zamo from And now I understand congratulations are in order uh, to both of you. You've got Chris, aka True Mr. Six, and Andy, <laughs> aka Mr. Bronson's wig. Right, where that come from. Uh, congratulations on episode 100 of your podcast, Ministry of Dice. Although you're supposed to be talking about Dice Masters, you often drop 80s TV themes and stuff. So I've got a little uh, rendition for you. See if you can name this tune. Just say no! Don't listen, don't listen to anyone else. All you got to do, yeah, it was pants the first time, Andy and Chris, and definitely crack that time. Keep up the good work with your podcast. Uh, hopefully you'll have me on. Anyway, best wishes, Lee McDonald. Zamo. <laughs> Anytime. Yes, you deserve that sausage on a fork, fellas. But that's not all. <laughs> oh. Moving down an American highway, do you recognize this voice? Yo, true Mr. Six and Rip Thunderstone. <laughs> yes, some people might think of Stranger Things. Some might say that he's a bit of a frightener. But everyone would say that his dad is definitely a buddy when it comes to hunting predators. Yo, true Mr. Six and Rip Thunderstone. <laughs> Just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for all the good times. Thanks for the uh, the nonsense chat along with the movies. Honored that you guys love the Starship Troopers. No. And Dice, of course, being one of the most amazing, amazing products it's a good podcast and uh, you know so while you're up for the Dice Masters and all that stuff grooving on the Starship Troopers Ace Levy (laughs) it's Jake Busey and it's not just Jake Busey that appreciates you we all do happy anniversary Andy and Chris (laughs) I don't even know where to begin. I mean, both of those are clearly great. Exa- I mean, the whole Zamo thing, that that whole <laughs> clip is proof of the fact that you should say no to drugs. 
that that was the first song I ever bought. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you mentioned that at some point? In the I don't past? know. <laughs> <laughs> With the Dice Masters and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the great product. Oh, my days. <laughs> um, that's amazing. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm speechless. <laughs> Are we okay to broadcast those? <laughs> wow. Only one way to find out. <laughs> oh, he's in the chat. He says, yes, we're okay to broadcast them. <laughs> well, what a very special treat for both of us and the listeners. That's <laughs> amazing. wonderful effort by TJ there. Thank you so, so very much, our good friend from North of the Wall. <laughs> Absolutely. I want those audio files. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That uh, Boozy, he's obviously not listened to the episode of Mod Extra that we did on the subject of Starship Troopers. (laughs) (laughs) No, if we'd have heard it, he may not have um, agreed. (laughs) He might have thought twice about leaving it. (laughs) Yes, that's right, folks. This year, in addition to reaching our 100th episode of the Ministry of Dice, we have a side um, podcast that we do on our off weeks called Mod Extra, where we talk about movies, <laughs> including Starship Troopers in one episode. Oh, my days. Oh, my days. Well, there we go then, folks. I, I'm sure you'll all join me in saying a big thank you very much to TJ Boz of Friday Night Clicks. Thank you very much. Amazing. For bringing that along and uh, giving us a little bit of a giggle as part of our 100th celebratory episode. So, cheers, Teej. Cheers, Teej. And we'll We'll move on to the next segment. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Jordo from DM North TV. We at the Colony wanted to congratulate Chris, Andy, and Lizzie for 103 episodes of the Ministry of Dice. Um, it must be a British thing celebrating 103. Most people would celebrate 100 or round numbers like that, but uh, you guys do you. I uh, wish to thank you every thank you for everything you do for the community. Um, you guys are great. You entertain us every couple of weeks. Um, thanks for putting in all, all the hard work on the podcast, the website, uh, and Mod Extra, and the Twitches. Um, keep up the good work. And I know there's some other Canadians who want to say thank you to you as well and congratulate you. So uh, take it away. Welcome to a double, double, and dice. With your host, Kim, and Jocelyn, pour your favorite beverage, pull up a comfy chair, because we are ready to roll. Welcome to episode 100 of A Double Double in Dice, where the coffee is made up and the episode doesn't matter. Isn't that right, Jocelyn? It is. So, you know, we heard that our good friends over at the Ministry of Dice decided to randomly choose a 100th episode. Uh, So we thought we would do the same. Yeah, let us skip all our episodes and go straight to 100. Yeah, it's like one, two, skip a few, 99, 100, right? There you go. That's how it works. One bottle of beer on the wall, you know, that kind of songs. (laughs) What are we going to talk about in our 100th episode, Kim? I don't know. Maybe we should just take this time to congratulate our friends Chris and Andy on 100 episodes plus of fantastic uh, Dice Masters quality content. Yeah, and, you know, thanks to you and thanks for being so awesome in our community. Yeah, and for uh, having us on your podcast and for joining us on our podcast, you know, all the podcast, uh, all the podcasting. So that's been fantastic and wishing you the best in your next 100 episodes, which I'm sure is your your next goal. 200. 300? 
Do I hear 400? <laughs> Numbers don't no? matter. Okay. Well, anyway, on that note, we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording this. And we did. Oh, so sorry, Lori. I didn't mean to miss you. Oh, don't worry about it. So, Chris and Andy, 100 episodes, eh? Congratulations. What a sight to behold. Right, okay then, folks. Welcome back. And we are continuing the exciting celebratory event of the year, the 100th episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast. And because we like to give to you as much as you have given to us on this momentous occasion, we have got a segment, a segment for you. I would like you all to welcome the delightful, the delectable, the totally bodacious, one of the very few men worldwide that gives me hair envy, WizKids' very own Dice Masters product manager, Jimmy Darwin O'Brien. Welcome! Thanks so much for having me, guys. I'm I'm glad that the podcast is is thriving so well that you're still having fun fun doing pl- having fun playing Dice Masters. You know, co- connecting the audience to the joy. <laughs> Thank you, my man. Thank you. Yeah. So it's a hundredth episode uh, right now that we're recording for, but then just in a couple of weeks' time, it will be our fourth anniversary. So we're kind of mashing the two together. So four years we've been plowing this audible pleasure to the world. If we do say so ourselves. Yeah. Um, so thank yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And of course you are more than welcome. It's an open invitation to you, my man. <laughs> you can come on anytime. Appreciate it. So we have asked Jimmy to come along to spend some time with us to add to the celebratory air of the episode. We've uh, had a little bit of a chat uh, just before going on to talk about some of the interesting and exciting things that Jimmy has to share with us today. I've prepared some questions, so we'll do a little bit of Q and A time, but as you well know, listeners, we like to more organically flow than that but just to get us warmed up just to get things going i'm curious to know we're you know it's the 100th episode we're looking back on some of the stuff that we've done over the years and one of the things that we've advocated very heavily about is casual play non-competitive formats non-competitive themes we're massive fans of single affiliation for example here at the mod Uh, and i was just curious to know jimmy what's your favorite non-competitive theme oh so I for, I mentioned this format to someone, and it's not a, it's not a WizKids invented format, and I forget if it was with you guys or with, if it was maybe in person at Origins that we talked about it. But it's uh, extra large dice masters, and the the format is that you play with twelve sidekicks in your bag, you draw six dice a turn, you have an extra two characters on your team, you have up to twenty four dice, and you have three basic actions per person. Uh, and I, oh, and I think you have twenty five life. I, I, if it's maybe it's thirty life, it's one of those. Um, sure. But so uh, there, there was a store that was running a charity event, and one of one of my friends who plays Dice Masters was going to be nearby, and they said, you know, let's meet up and let let's go do this. So they they were surprised to see me, of course, which is always fun. But it, <laughs> the it, it was also like golden age; you just got to play everything. What I had not expected about the event going in was that it was, you know, just even though they put extra large in the title, it makes Dice Masters so much more of what it is. It's mm. combo building. It's roll a lot of dice. Per- perhaps, unfortunately, for the, the metagame of that time, it was like Lantern Ring Bard stuff. Um, mm. It was also very much like build up a bunch of things and kill your opponent in one turn. And yeah. so, better or worse, it, in the moment, it was, it was a lot of, you know, I... 
I tend, I have me personally, I tend to like things that are a lot of what they are, you know, give me, give me an extra shot in my espresso. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have uh, some carbs with my carbs when I, when I have a cheat meal. And so, so extra large dice masters was a very fun format. And it, it also, you'd, you'd think on one hand, like, oh, it's easier to make some of the decisions because I can just play both things. But it's like, okay, well, I've got my clay face and I've got my morphing jar. You know, what what else can I squeeze in to make this ridiculous? And it it, <laughs> it just gets it gets so crazy so fast. Uh, that's that's a format I've really enjoyed. But I, yeah. I would in I would inevitably find myself in a position where I'd have twelve cards and still want a thirteenth. Oh you know, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, and if only I could put this in. And it's it's also kind of like stress free because I don't have to worry about us printing stuff that's broken for that format because we never came up with it. So it's, it's <laughs> no 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 burden. That'd be a good one for us. Maybe we should do that one on a one of our Wednesday night lives. Yeah, definitely. So it was twelve cards, thirty life, three basic actions, and twenty four dice. Did I uh, ten, that right? Ten ten cards, not twelve cards. 10 cards if you guys want to go to 12 and just make it bigger i mean who's gonna stop you (laughs) (laughs) absolutely (laughs) chris will need the uh bespoke playmat printed first oh yeah you're gonna need the extra wide camera angles (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely now uh one thing that was interesting you mentioned there again on this theme of looking back over the ministry of dice is 100 episodes in four years we've as you know we've organized events we do the mod pdms the the casual format events but organized players clearly taken a bit of a hit in the last 12 months or so yeah you you were telling me earlier today a funny little story or just a wacky thing that was proposed around events there was some talk about making you travel to every whiz kids open so uh what whiz kids open has meant has changed over time. So in the very beginning, they were very they were hyper selective regional events for the best stores, and you know using HeroClix kind of as the primary metric, our assumption was that those stores could draw, you know, at least a hundred HeroClix players if the prizing was was sexy enough, and so and Dice Masters was kind of just getting started, and there there was I think some of them were were having like forty five to seventy five players. And as fans do, some people were not satisfied with the experience that they got because they saw, you know, oh, Heroclix has this exceptional level of organization and and volunteers and judges. And Dice Masters was doing well, given how many people were showing up and how new it was. But some people felt that they it should be just as good as Heroclix. And like, it's just not a fair comparison when one game is so new because you don't have a volunteer who's run it for, you know, seven, 10, 15 years. And so one of the suggestions from a, a very well-intentioned dice masters fan was, well, uh, you know, Jimmy and Kyle, Kyle used to work for Wizkids kids and he's, he's mm-hmm. moved on. Jimmy and Kyle are, are really well organized and they know what the experience should be. Why don't they just fly to every event? <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's that's just total, like that's just total madness. Like the the, the WizKids team itself was much smaller back then, so it's basically this guy saying, "Hey, why don't you take eighteen percent of the employees and <laughs> set, and send them out of the office for an additional, you know, five weeks a year?" And it's like, oh, 
God, like nothing would have gotten done back then. (laughs) It would, it would have been like a skeleton crew at the office. Like, okay, we're going to send two of the product managers out to run these events. You know, if somebody else calls in sick, it's, it's like uh, a ghost town, but yeah. So very, very well intentioned. And if we were running, you know, these mega events, like some other games have where they have a thousand people, like, yeah, we would be looking into those kind of things, but mm. for you know, even for two hundred people, you know, we have to find the stores that are the right fit for running those events and and going to do a good job. We can't, you know, have the have the office staff or the person with, you know, five years experience flying out to to Utah or you know where, wherever the the event happens to be <laughs> i i joked andy uh we'll say it jimmy can't but uh i joked i said you need to very carefully select which stores you would choose to visit because you wouldn't want ones with big magic the gathering scenes you know because <laughs> be a bit ripe yeah <laughs> it sounds like the, a, the one of the greatest work jollies of all time <laughs> that's tw- tw- twice a year um you know i'll be back in six weeks i've just got to do a little tour of the country <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i would i would certainly come back with a lot of travel tips for everybody but <laughs> yeah. um, it wouldn't it wouldn't really help the bottom line so much uh, cover me emails i'm, I'm busy out um uh, <laughs> in florida and texas yeah i'll tell you what though running those events is work you know, oh it's not- no it it is and it's i mean the I'm, I'm sure lots of stores know this i'm sure you guys know this it's really tough to find someone not just that they that they care but that they have the understanding of customer service and that they have the understanding of like matching the desires of the the business at, at hand to the to the customers mm-hmm. yeah um and, and you know that, that's that's at least three to five different things in that, that short description. So it's, it's tough to find the right person. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose in the, in the events of Dice Masters growing, that's when you would start to look at a dead, like you say, a dedicated individual or a dedicated team to, to carry mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, but tra- talking about organized play, what are, what are the other things I'm choosing my words carefully. Um, but you know, you mentioned, you intimated to me recently in some correspondence that you were sort of making some plans or throwing some ideas around at the office around how to encourage and support stores now that lockdowns are being lifted around the world and people are getting vaccinated and going to be returning to face to face play. Is there anything you could tell us about that, Jimmy? Yeah, a, a little bit. So when you think about some of the things that we've done in the past, you know, I think mon- monthly organized play kits are something to worth looking at and saying something they could have done better is that they're a little bit too much coloring inside the lines that there's three different character cards, there's participation cards and there's prize cards and they're, they're totally separate. And that, you know, the, the kits are, have been optimized for different numbers of players at different stores or maybe store runs the event more than once. And so you end up with people getting duplicates and the participation things, Mm. going forward when we reintroduce the in-store organized play targeted items our goal is that those items will be more tailored to what they are so if we're offering a kit that is based around i'm, I'm just going to make up a, a thing here if we're offering a a, a kit based on the justice league we're going to try to make sure that the kit is the right fit for the theme. 
and that it's exciting and we're not going to worry as much about there should be this number of things in this category and this number of things in the other category. Um, stuff will probably be a little bit more rare to drive some of that excitement and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll let the stores and the, the players kind of find the right mix of what to give out how. Um, sure. And so that that's kind of what we're, we're thinking. And I, I know that it might be tough for some people to be excited about because what I've described is so, so amorphous and undefined. But I think <laughs> as people start to see it, it'll make a little bit more sense. Looking at kind of at the Heroclix examples, there, there was like a, a kit with Deadpool and a slice of cake that, that got announced. There was a kit with Wonder Woman and the Invisible Jet. And those things don't really line up one-to-one comparisons with one another. Um, there, there's a program that one of our distributors is is about to announce. It'll probably be announced between when we're recording this and when it goes live. But there's going to be some unused promo figures for HeroClix that are going to get distributed through local stores. And like, you know, if there had been stuff that had gone un- unutilized for Dice Masters, we would be targeting a program like that as well. So that individual kits and programs are going to have a little bit more of their own fingerprint to them once things start to ramp back up. Yeah, I suppose, you know, further to that, from our perspective, you know, as members of the community and as people who organize events at stores, that's more, you know, if, if someone is interested in that and it's sounding exciting, you're like, oh, I can't wait to see what that turns out to be, then mm-hmm. that, that's all the more reason to get into the store and have a chat with your local store owner or, you know, if you're like us in the UK, just get in touch with some stores and yeah. ask them if you can rent some tables for afternoon in order to sort of get yourself up to a player base that would warrant ordering the kits and such like. Yeah, no, I, that, I totally agree. Yeah. Well, well, that does make me wonder though. One of the kind of cute twists this year, Jimmy, was the Infinity Gauntlet play at home kit that you guys put out. What does that mean for the future of that sort of setup then? Because I know you mentioned some stuff to me about that. Um, so there, there are some of those that are kind of in the hopper and we could get going with them when the, the timing's right. As of right now, it doesn't seem like there's enough stores that are you know, the, uh, you know I'm, I'm talking, I guess, primarily about the United States because that's my most familiar frame of reference. But sure. even though some places are open and they're open even for unmasked attendees, it they're still not having you know, regularly scheduled organized play. Mm. And so I, I think that we're probably going to be a little bit on the slow side to, to get back to that. But hopefully by the end of the summer, we have something announced. Okay, Ooh. sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so to be clear, I was talking about the direct-to-consumer uh, approach oh, to the so- WizKids store. Um, I think there's probably going to be a mix of that. And so there, there's going to be content that is right for each place. Uh, we don't, you know, we don't expect kitchen table play to be going away just because people can go back to the store. There's mm-hmm. plenty of people who, you know, enjoy the game with their family. They enjoy the game because they are like board game adjacent and not necessarily tournament competitive spikes all the time. So it's, it's just a, a frequent focus on making sure that there's something for people to be excited about. Very good. That sounds exciting. I can't wait to see what it pans out to be. That's got me excited. Yeah. (laughs) It's excited to know that there's, you know, there is stuff in the pipeline, you know, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. You know, we're, we are really looking forward to sharing all the news. It's just having, having all of our ducks in a row, so to speak. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, further to that, I mean, one of the things that listeners are clearly going to be chomping at the bit and say, Chris, come on, ask him, ask him, ask him, is about, you know, Dark Phoenix, the delays around that. You've already framed it up. We, we know that you can't really get into it and can't speak to it, but it's certainly not a dead game. That's, you know, one of our concerns, you know, and I've shared this with you, Jimmy, is that we've got people on the socials giving it all that, you know, the game is dead and everything. But you wouldn't be prepping this stuff up and going into design of this type of stuff if that was the case, would you? Right, exactly. Like I think that there's perhaps think of this as like a, a slowdown or a hibernation of some, of some kind. I think that players who collected Infinity Gauntlet have not gotten the chance to explore playing with it in person, even though they've probably gotten to experience playing it online. And so I, I think they're probably looking forward to that. But yeah, we're going to have some news soon. It's just, I, I know the wait is tough, we're, but we're, we're getting there. Sure. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I think just hearing that you know you get it, you know, you're not naive to the um, the feeling there. But you know, speak looking forward and speaking of that excitement, uh, mm-hmm. I'm always interested in your own personal perspective, Jimmy. Can you hint at or tease a game text that you're excited? I'm fishing now uh, that you're excited yeah. to see in an upcoming set. So this is a mix of excitement and. There, there's something it almost could be that would be more exciting, but it's imbalanced, right? So on a, a 2022 released card, or a card that will release in 2022, uh, we have an alternate win effect that Ooh. triggers off of when you attack with a, a critical number of Fantastic Four characters that are all different. <gasps> and that number is not four for balance reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty that's it's it's a little silly and a little frustrating that that number is not four and <laughs> whether it's competitive or not that that misalignment uh will be a, a source of silliness for me i think <laughs> so uh, well yeah but we could argue that the fantastic four even though they're called the fantastic four are you know with the kids and the the nanny and the bots they're all like the fantastic like nine nowadays aren't they yeah yeah there's there's always someone extra so i've i've just um i've just uh written uh, an article on on the blog about repeat character identities uh and, and thank you for your input on that uh, i know you answered a few of my questions and uh, one of the pictures i've used is a front cover from a fantastic four issue but there's it doesn't feature any of the fantastic four characters there's like a wolverine a hulk <laughs> Spider-Man and none of the Fantastic Four. You know, so they're they're all emeritus members, aren't they? Absolutely. Uh, But that's so an alternative win condition coming in 2022. Does that mean you're hinting there may be more Fantastic Four content in the future beyond the starter set? Yeah, there's there's really like I'm going to I'm going to hit you guys the, the you know, the ultimate spoiler. There are unannounced never before seen formats for selling dice masters and things you've never imagined for cards before uh there's there's a lot there's there's a lot of stuff that i am in progress working on with the team and i am dying to share with you all <laughs> it's, but it's just it's just not ready right and like and and you know i hope i hope the the teaser and the spoiler is a a sufficient uh, fourth year anniversary uh delight for you guys but you know f- fingers crossed that later in this year 
you get to enjoy all the all the sizzle of what's to come at, at full capacity. <laughs> I've told you before uh, that you are the consummate tease. So, uh, yeah. Folks, J- Jimmy and I message back and forth quite frequently, really, nowadays. And all the time you're doing this to me, <laughs> dropping these little sentences. I'm like, well, what does that mean? You're like, I can't tell you, but enjoy that. <laughs> I, I, so I, I mean, part, part of part of why is because we just keep experiencing these novel and unprecedented delays. Like the, you know, the, an announcement went out to our distribution and and retail partners today about some items that were delayed. Normally, once an item lands at the port in the U.S. and then just has to the container just has to make it to the warehouse, that's just so predictable. And you know, it used to be perhaps once a year there'd be a problem. There's a a train derailment or there's a longshoreman strike and now it's like every two months we encounter some totally bonkers delay at that stage and so but is that delay you know a week is it three weeks like who knows lately so um it just feels like the world has gotten kind of high variance (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think it's just uh, you know the state of play at this moment in time isn't it uh, yeah i think i think that goes you know listeners will be pleased to have that as at least pointing in the direction of some explanation that will set their minds at ease also we've got some more stuff today to set them all at ease because uh, while you're giving us that really really super sexy tease there about the fantastic four in 2022 you've come along today with some other little teasery bits for us haven't you i did yeah so where, where do you want to begin with those well, you know, so again, continuing with the theme of kind of looking back over uh, the 100 episodes of the MOD, uh, one of the things, we'll start with the kind of comic book law based one, I suppose, because one of the things that we focus a great deal on is theme, comic book law. You know, I do the OP kit videos. We talk about the characters and the artwork a lot on the podcast and on the blog. And you brought along a, a very comic book law related card to share today. So yes, yeah, so... Uh, we've we've got a, an upcoming cable in Dark Phoenix, and I think you, so. You guys are gonna have the visual spoiler to kind of accompany this going yes, live. Absolutely. Um, but the cool thing about the cable Deadpool relationship isn't just that people recognize it from the comics and the the appropriately named title, but also from Deadpool two they're gonna recognize it. Um, yeah. And so this is this is Cable Bosom Buddies. And he's going to give you a discount to purchasing your Deadpools by one. And he's going to also give your Deadpools plus two attack. And that's nice. that's a lot of synergy in one package. He's He's got a fun interplay with that Deadpool number one draft pick. That, mm-hmm. So you can you can have them discounting each other, which is which is neat. It also I, I like it that even though Cable can often be the guns blazing character design, I think he's had a a great set of like leadership oriented designs within Dice Masters. So there yeah. there was the one that was kind of the energized promoter in the X Force uh, team, yeah, yeah, team pack, and so now this cable kind of keeps Deadpool on track to being focused and efficient. And it's not just themey because they're buddies; it's themey because this is often what Deadpool needs and like Deadpool and Dice Master's kind of defense oriented with his die. So uh, the, the attack buff is pretty meaningful. Yeah. I was thinking about the Deadpool that's in the team pack uh, as well. Uh, what's that one, Andy, that you like? Oh, the gray one. Yeah. The it's a, uh, <laughs> hang on. It'll come to me. Where, where X-Force is it? Um, 
So when he gets yeah. blocked, he gets the stat bonus and the overcrush, doesn't he? And he's got the global. Yeah, he gets yeah. Uh, plus three attack and overcrush when he's blocked, and then he's got the global for some some bonus damage too. So yeah, so yeah. that that cable there would make him a three cost and give him plus two in addition to the plus three that he'll get from being blocked. Yeah, and it's it's funny you should reference the we're we're X Force Deadpool because he's partially designed to combo with the cable global ability from uncanny x-men that you can force blockers and so then i'm going to force a blocker i'm going to attack with deadpool and get the the bonus it's also you know kind of talking about the the way dice masters gets played it's great because it breaks up those those walls of defenders and the not the stalemate but the inertia that nobody wants to make a move until they're going to kill the other guy and so it, it's yeah. cool that it's both thematic and it, it breaks up the the play pattern. Yeah. I, uh, so it never occurred to me actually about the Uncanny X Men cable. I suppose you get so locked into thinking about modern as a format, you know, as a rotated format. That yeah. And and uh, so part part of the philosophy behind working out those combos, even if they're not coexisting, is that we just know casual players are going to enjoy them. And it causes people to go, oh, I wish these existed together. And so then sometimes we'll cash in on that that wish and hit people with stuff that, oh, here it is. And it's that much more exciting because it was reminiscent and they knew they knew it could happen. And then it happens. So, yeah, 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 a, lot, yeah. a lot of Brilliant. wonkiness in there. Yeah, uh, that, of course, is one of the lovely things about the game. We talk about this all the time. Uh, we, we did some stuff with Rolling Thunder on this subject, you know, how that theme creeps in and influences the way that the game texts come together. And mm-hmm. then there's a connection there that I didn't even make. Uh, just uh, for a momentary tangent, uh, we mentioned modern and rotation there. Uh, again, I recently wrote an article on the blog around uh, will there be a rotation for Dice Masters this year? And uh, uh, and again, you had some input. You answered some more questions on that. You, you, you implied to me that it was unlikely this year. Are you able to comment on that? Is that to what extent has that been decided now? So right now... Uh, we have no plans on announcing any kind of rotation. We we are working out like our convention plans for this year, but a lot of the conventions are trying to not be committed to what they are going to run because I think everybody's just kind of nervous. Like, will, will there be another wave of COVID or lockdowns yeah. or travel restrictions or anything else that kind of upends what their plans are? And so if we have the ability to run a championship event, we will be really specific with what is going to be going on there as soon as we can. But we, we can't plan around the event. We don't know how it will happen. Yeah. That's kind of what's going on with rotation. Yeah, absolutely. Some obscure variant comes out the woodwork from... Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, f- fingers crossed that we have an event to all get together at and have a good time and... We'll, we'll we'll know the parameters of that event when when we know what's going to really happen. Yeah, sure. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that was just a, a little tangent. Uh, mm-hmm. there, but, no, cool, totally uh, getting cool. back on getting back onto the juicy stuff. That's everyone will be like, yeah, yeah, all right. Tell us more about the cards. So, one of the other subjects we we recently discussed is this idea of losing life. We did a bit of a segment and talked about the kind of strategic implications of game texts that are about paying life or losing life instead of dealing damage. And I mentioned this to you, and you brought something a bit <laughs> i'm laughing because i know this this will be a very polarizing card <laughs> something along that was particularly interesting in that space to share today didn't you jimmy <laughs> yeah so L- lalandra M- majestrix is 
you know, the the 2021 version of Jinzo. Uh, while Lilandra's active, your opponent must pay two life to use an action die or global ability. Um, <laughs> so we wanted to do a few things. We wanted to give the Shi'ar affiliation something really exciting because there's always somebody who wants to play the theme and giving them access to something that would rethink how an opponent had to play against them was really neat. On the flip side, if you're just going to run some control box and do totally unaffiliated stuff, uh, Lilandra is really going to be cool to have for that option as well. Uh, there's there's some other control pieces within Dark Phoenix that are going to complement her, and there, there's some other things from even Infinity Gauntlet that are going to be a great complement to her. One of the things that uh, Jinzo fans are going to remember was being able to use Polymorph to bring in Jinzo and, and guarantee that advantage. And with Mutation being a functional reprint of Polymorph, uh, we're, we're going to see that combo again, and that combo is going to live within draft and it's going to live within constructed. You're not going to see it so much in draft because Lilandra is a super rare, but seeing that every draft would feel oppressive. So we're, we're happy to yeah. keep it scarce. Yeah. So the, the- <laughs> I think it's pretty oppressive and constructed. I remember playing against Jinzo Polly in the back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it's, I think it's, I think that Lilandra is a little bit smaller than Jinzo in terms of stats, if I remember correctly. I think Jinzo was was beefier. Yeah, he had a bigger attack, I think. I was just looking there. So uh, Lilandra's stat line, folks. Uh, so uh, just to reiterate, these uh, we will be posting these on the blog. This is going out on the Monday, so it will be the Tuesday or the Wednesday. Give me a couple of days. The house move, everybody. I, I don't know if I'm going to have internet connection or not, so... I'll do my best to pre-prepare all of this beforehand. But yeah, she's one three three, one three five, one five six, and I think Jinzo was much bigger, wasn't he? I think four four Jin- five five seven five. Yeah, that's correct on Jinzo. So that was just off the top of my head. She. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I'd buy it. There's just too many dice to have on memorized. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so Jinzo Trap Destroyer from from the Yu-Gi-Oh set was, was definitely a memorable card for a lot of people. But you know, Yu-Gi-Oh happened so long ago at this point. Uh, it'll be different and new for a lot of people to play with a card that does this. Yeah. It's it's good because it's it's a. It's one cheaper to purchase, but then without PXG, I think that balances it out because Jinzo used to destroy PXG. Yeah. But and, right, and the the attack stat being lower is nice too because you, you're not going to deal somebody 20 damage with Jinzo, but you, you only really had to deal them like, I think, eight, and they probably lost. So Lilandra, you probably have to deal them 12. And so the, the total energy you're spending to win the game is probably similar. Yeah, it's, definitely, uh, definitely has a place in the meta, though. I'm just sat here thinking about yeah. all the, you know, the kind of commonly used globals. Uh, yeah, the, you know, the, the least of which is Clayface or the Collector Sidekick Maker, uh, Atlas, mm-hmm. Villainous Pats. You know, there's there's plenty out. Yeah, there. we're getting the the V Pact on Magneto too, so it's going to be frequent within within the set too. And five isn't that tough. I mean, I know, no. you, I know, you know, ramp is a, is a thing that is discussed a lot at the minute. But getting a five is not that difficult at all. A control of this nature is always very appealing to me because it's it's control that also helps you win the game. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. So one one of the challenges I always had with Bishop, for example, again another patented Chris Tangent, but one of the, one of the challenges I always had with Bishop was that he was a five cost shield, but you had to take a step away from getting on with your own stuff to buy him. You know that five cost wasn't difficult to reach for, but it was an investment. Uh, whereas control like Lalandra, it's not just here's the control that's going to disincentivize my opponent from using their globals or actions. But if they do, it's going to help me win, and you know so that's really appealing. Yeah, you don't you don't need that uh, enabler card like the Lantern Ring or the Bard or the the Nobby in order to yeah. get yourself to the win. So it's it's really nice. That's a, I just named three of my favorite teams. Well, not Bard, but direct damage stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's really exciting. Thank you for that one, Jimmy. I love it. And uh, it's Pay Life as well. Awesome. Counter that with your Black Widow agent. <laughs> um, what? Uh, looking at the card, is that her knee? Is that her knee? Yeah, that's her knee. Yeah. Hey, mate, who drew that card? Come on. Who drew it? Yeah, that... who's the artist? Um, I don't know. It's Frank Quitely. Oh, I should have known that. Yes, you should have. Uh, I've been I've been educating Andy on comic books. Oh yeah, I, I don't think that the in in modern comics, I don't think there's a lot of good uh, Shi'ar covers because I, I, I remember that being a thing when we were looking for what what art to pick for everybody. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that image is from the Grant Morrison run, uh, which would have been the it it is new X-Men. yeah new new X Men. Yeah, there you go. Knowledged, boom. Very good. Uh, yeah, so that's really exciting. Uh, I mean, how could we possibly follow that, Jimmy? How could we possibly follow that? Maybe we could follow that by confirming another as-yet-unrevealed character in Storm. Yes, I mean, it is simply rational for us to put Storm into every single X-Men set. Like, she, <laughs> she's just so popular. She has a great set of options for us from a game design perspective, um, whether that's the the aggressive, the control, the independent, the leader. There, there's just a, a ton of, of great gameplay, so many stories to pull from for what she could end up doing. So this is Storm Queen. Uh, she's a seven-cost character. And when fielded, you're going to reroll target character die. And then when Storm attacks, you're going to re- up, reroll up to two opposing character dice and she's gonna uh, deal some damage to your opponents. I'm, I'm like looking at the lower uh, version here. And yeah, so I got you- it here. Um, it says move each die that does not roll a character to your opponent's use pile. Storm deals two damage for your, to your opponent. Yeah, so it's kind of a combination of other storm effects we've seen in the past, all in one card. Also, she's gonna have an energize ability that you're gonna get to reroll target opposing character die. So more than five out of six times. She is doing something. And, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And so people were concerned when they saw the the Master Mold spoilers that, oh, Master Mold's too big. It's too mm. it's too aggressive. It does too much. Uh, and this this kind of goes the other way of eliminating an opposing field. And at you know at seven, this should make you win the game. Like yeah, that's, that's insane. It's also neat that we get access to such a small character die in terms of fielding costs and maybe even stats compared to such an enormous effect. And so that that's kind of a juxtaposition that you don't see a ton of. 
No, no, but I mean, with that one-one-three defense line to yeah. to kind of you know to rinse and repeat. Although Dark Phoenix is global, of course, where you pay a bolt to KO mm-hmm. a character to get a discount of two is yeah. So you're going to be able to field storm, attack with storm, get three re rolls, and then KO your own storm to to repeat next turn. I, I think that this is going to win a lot of draft games for people. Yeah, and deal a bit of damage on the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Awesome artwork as well. I can't wait to see those fizzling, glowing hands in foil with the moon behind it. Oh yeah, the, the moon is going to look really good in foil. Yeah, yeah, that's really great. Uh, so yeah, that's a powerhouse. I, I mean, when when you first sent me that card, I messaged you back saying, "Is that purchase cost right?" But then I actually properly read it and was like, "Oh no, never mind. Uh, it's, I, I get it now." Because um, that's uh, that that has the potential to absolutely devastate your opponent's field. Yeah, <laughs> five five lines of text on a card, though. Oh, here we go. He's got a thing. Yeah, about we, there, there there wasn't a lot of self control involved in that one from the designers, <laughs> but no, but it's it uh, it's it's a lot of fun, <laughs> and I I think it it takes the hey rolling dice is fun aspect of dice masters and shifts it from constructive to building up your own board to destructive and re- re-rolling your opponent's field. So it's, it's neat. Yeah. I'm formulating a plan with uh, Hope Summers, Pluripotent Echopraxia. Yeah. And, and the Rachel Summers with a Dark for, Phoenix. For sure. Ramp. Big big opportunities. <laughs> I'm, I'm building an X-Men team in my head. Copy the Rachel by the storm. KO the storm. In your opponent's go, clear everything out in their go, then refield the storm. No, that wouldn't work because then they'd have nothing in the field to. All right, I'll come back to that one in my head, folks. Yeah, I think I think you copy the I think you copy the the storm, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I'm working it through. It's a work in progress. (laughs) Storyboard it. Yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there. Uh, okay, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Um, I, I know you've given me a couple here. We'll, we'll probably drip those out through some other channels. We'll do one more because it's getting very kind of reedy card intensive here. And we've got some other questions for you before we wrap up today. Uh, so another character that has been speculated about, the Looking Glass crowd with their, with their super high-res zooms, clots the dice for this individual. We've got a Sabretooth to reveal to you all today as well. Yeah, so uh, Sabretooth is a lot of fun. He is so iconic within the X-Men animated series for people, but he's, you know, banished to the the hole in the ground in house of X. So Mm. this, this saber tooth is kind of like a, a bard for brotherhood. So when he attacks your brotherhood characters are going to get plus two attack. He's also got team watch that target character die can't block this turn. And so it's really neat that within this set brotherhood has an emphasis on team watch and, Sabretooth is such a natural complement to that because he wants you to have a big field of Brotherhood characters to go and attack with. So again, at, at five cost and having to purchase those other characters, it's it's a reasonable uh, spending path to go and win the game, but it also provides a rich draft experience. And I think that you're going to have unprecedented team watch triggers firing within this set where somebody drops their mystique or their their toad Mm. or magneto and everything just pops off and so it's going to be a really novel experience and i think it's also really cool that 
for players who are maybe just getting started, it's going to teach them a lot about the interactions in the game pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, the Super Rare Mystique particularly, her team watch, so she fires off. Uh, she's got the spin-down mechanic that spins dice to energy when uh, yeah. <laughs> the team watch when a, a Brotherhood <clears throat> character is fielded. Along with that Sabretooth, who prevents a blocker, and then the stat buff. I mean, that's competitive. That's not just single affiliation kind of fun. That's that's competitive stuff where you could like really make a strong competitive team just out of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yeah. And as we've said already on this segment, we, we love the theme coming through, creeping into the game and you know dominating. So that's really exciting. But there you go, folks. I know some of you out there were like playing the speculation game as to who some of the as-yet-unrevealed characters are. And we can confirm today that uh, Storm and Sabretooth uh, on the list very exciting right well i think i'll oh and cable i don't think we've seen any cables yet uh, so i'll keep those other two back i'm going to use them as my little promo material pieces i think if that's all right with you jimmy totally cool yeah cool all right well uh you mentioned actually uh just one thing i did want to ask you today uh we've taken a lot of your time so i'll pick the pace up a bit now but you mentioned uh, a few storylines and a few comic books and I, I know you're a big fan uh is there a comic book story arc that you would love to see in the game that we haven't had as of yet that's so i i've thought about this before i think it's it's such a tough question because how do you how do you think between the designers and the the art and the distribution like when you when you think about some of your favorite stuff you really have to worry about doing it justice all that being said i think that marvels could be something very interesting for us to go and do things with i think the artwork is so fantastic that it, it has such a natural foundation for what looks good for dice masters it features uh, a lot of exciting characters often at an arm's length and from a place of mystery and so i think that could be really novel design space even though like as i say this i don't really know what it would mean um so i, th- I think marvels could be could be great in terms of a, a classic and nostalgia play. And like, I know that Marvel Marvel themselves is doing some stuff right now that is a throwback to that, uh, that yeah, era and continuity. Um, I think, I think it may have even as of time of recording, I think it may have even started this month, a new, a, a new comic book series. Yeah. I, I, I had noticed there was some internet noise about it, but I wasn't sure if that meant that it was actually beginning or if it was concluding. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's just starting out. I don't know if it's Alex Ross and uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Bazaic? Bazaic. Uh, was it Mar- was it Mark Wade? Maybe, maybe I don't know. But uh, Alex Ross, you guys love your Alex Ross artwork over there at Whisk, don't you? Oh, I mean, yeah, we we do. So I actually met Alex Ross before he was as famous as he <gasps> wow. is today. He, I think, it was you know Upper Deck. Um, I'm, this this is a podcast. It's not work, real work, so I can I can invoke another company. But uh, Upper Deck, with their original Versus system, had him doing a signing at, I think it was Gen Con. And right. it, it always stands out to me when you, you, know, you, you go up to somebody and you say, hey, I really love your work. And you, you tell them about when you've enjoyed it. And they're just really sincerely appreciative. They're not in a rush to get to the next person and sign the autograph or whatever. And so, so Alex was, was super cool. Uh, when when we met and you know has continued to just churn out amazing work since so yeah 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 love alex ross um 
I've been watching. I like he's got again more tangents, but uh, he's got this great YouTube channel where he just shows his like little artwork masterclasses and how he does it with the um, you know with his real life models and stuff. And oh yeah, no, no, his his YouTube is fantastic. I, I follow it. I remember reading the graphic novel for Earth X and him having a ton of like behind the scenes details and descriptions on how stuff worked. I remember I think Wizard Magazine had interviewed him at one point and and that was. Uh, illuminating at the time yeah yeah i'll check that one out uh your fantastic four versus galactus promo materials from the marvel's book now that i think about it I, I oh yeah yeah that's that's him too yeah very good so let's just do one more and we'll, we'll wrap this up so uh, just while i've got you can andy and i please have an all arts reader and jubilee please pretty please oh so um, maybe not those, but I, I actually, I'm glad you asked this. I can do some digging around at the office because there's, there's always just like promos someplace they shouldn't be. And we can actually, uh, make sure you guys have some stuff to do a giveaway for this episode. I'll, pro- I'll provide the stuff. Uh, you guys just figure out how you want to do a giveaway. This is kind of our thank you for having enthusiasm for four years and, you know, be, being fun guys on the internet. Oh, yeah, thank was you very it? much. Oh, you well, actually yeah. made me a little bit speechless there. That's very <laughs> kind. Thank you, Jimmy. That doesn't hey, happen no, very no, often. No, no problem. So yeah, well, amazing. Good. Very good. That's outstanding. Thank you, my man. That's hey, uh, no, no problem. That's really generous. Yeah. Cheers. Well, there you go, folks. You heard it from the horse's mouth. Uh, <laughs> our next segment is now going to be a one hundredth <laughs> episode giveaway. <laughs> that's brilliant uh, okay well, well we'll wrap up there uh, jimmy we've taken an awful lot of your time today uh, very appreciative of that uh, i'll give you one last opportunity for anything you might want to say to the listeners today uh, so i i wanted to relay something funny that I, I was thinking about you guys you you had asked the question about oh yeah you know are there are there any snacks that you guys like to have as as we <laughs> snack all playing dice masters and i i it was it was probably like two or three weeks ago at this point I had such a craving for something I had tried in when I was in England. It was curry and chips. And I don't know if that's like common or it was just the, the neighborhood that I was in. But I had yeah, curry common. and chips. It's very common. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so but you, you can't you can't get that here. And uh, we we tried this pretty unusual and quirky Indian place near near me. And after trying it once and being surprised that it was good and not just quirky. I, I was like, oh, they they must they must do this. They've got a children's menu, even if the fries aren't as good. No, they they. It turns out they have a children's menu without without French fries or, or or chips as you'd call them, and so they can't do curry and chips. And I was I was just real frustrated. It's like uh, I'm gonna have to like go to two different places to to scratch this itch <laughs> or, or make it myself, which is even worse. That's, but yeah, that's I, not I, even I, like I, a thought, thing I thought you guys my time in England with that. Yeah, I mean that's not even like a thing I can send you, though, is it? No, it's. it's <laughs> Imagine you, I, you, you could, but I think it would work out poorly for everyone. Um, <laughs> well, the, the curry is it? Was it from a fish and chip shop? It was from a or an, it, like or a, a sidewalk curry house. house. Like it was just like a sidewalk yeah. vendor, right? Yeah, it'll be, be a chip van. <laughs> yeah, because you can you can get um, curry sauce granules. We yeah, might be able to do not, something. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not really. It's not really curry, you see. It's like <laughs> it's, it's very hard to explain because <laughs> yeah, it's not really. It's not like proper curry, is it? It's it's like a sauce. It's, it's a sweeter I, I, sauce, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and the chips will have been like chippy chips, which 
fat chips. The UK, our, our UK listeners will understand, but it's yeah, not like yeah, no, it's it's anything. like they're like the wide the wide cut, like we we'd say it's steak cut around here. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Again, everything has to be right for the combo to actually be good, which is which is part of the trouble. Um, yeah, and you, and you need your. I tell you what, I've just googled it. It looks like HP do a bottled version. Oh, oh! I will I will investigate this further for you, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. You, you just just send me the link. You don't you don't need to ship me anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> case right. of five hundred bottles appears in your office. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, because you eat the salt and vinegar as well. That's the bit. Like I don't think you guys do vinegar on your chips, do you? Uh no. Well, so we don't normally, but there's a. Uh, there's an Irish theme restaurant near near where I live that they they have the the vinegar for the chips. It's act, it's based around the movie The Quiet Man, which I I've never seen the movie, but I know it's uh, a cultural touchstone for plenty of people. But yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, well, okay. Yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah. we, we we've really gone down quite the path here. Um, yeah, that's okay. That's very standard for a Ministry of Ice podcast episode. To be fair, yeah, uh, very yeah. on point. So, if you I get guess, over here so, for a UK Games Expo, I'll treat you to a curry and chips somewhere. That that that, that would be a real good time. Yeah, no, hope, hoping uh, whenever UK Games Expo happens for realsies next time that we we get to connect. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, okay, well, uh, Jimmy, thank you so very much for coming on and joining us today and getting involved in our. Hey, well, th- thank you guys for having me. Uh, congrats on your fourth anniversary. Good luck with your move, and we'll we'll be in <laughs> touch you. soon. Yeah, absolutely, my man. Great. Okay, then, folks. Well, we will now move on to the next segment, which sounds like it's going to be a giveaway. Hey, Chris and Andy. Arjun Lucan here from the Rolling Thunder podcast. From the land of lizards and snakes on the other side of the world. We're massive fans, and we'd like to congratulate you on 100 episodes of Ministry of Dice. Indeed. There's a billion things that can come between you and making a podcast. Believe me, we've experienced about 500,000 of them, and reaching 100 episodes is no small feat. Gosh, gone wartache. Kogarjas Okrilev. Yeah. So here's a whip for you. <laughs> Roll on. <laughs> right, well, there we go then, folks. You've just heard it from the man himself. Jimmy has very generously offered some promo cards that we can throw your way as part of a giveaway. Subsequent, oh, I was going to say scraped up from the different desks around the WizKids office. Yes, absolutely. Subsequent to our conversation with Jimmy the other night, uh, he's been in touch and told me that he's got some bundles, bundles of promos for bundles. us. The least of which is some alt art sketch variants by his very own hand. No way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and they look hilarious. So we are offering today three surprise promo bundles from WizKids in a Ministry of Dice 100th episode century celebration giveaway. So so we've had a bit of a chat, and Andy, you've got some thoughts about how we might decide who to give these wonderful, wonderful prizes to. I have indeed. Shall I share it? Yes, please. Well, I feel like I'm back in episode one. (laughs) We would like to do this giveaway to you, our dear listeners. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you can cut that bit out if you want. Uh, so, yes, we are thinking of how we're going to give away these bundles, these bundles of seven-cost gelatinous cube promo cards. And um, 
run a little bit of a competition. Did we decide whether we were going to do it on Facebook or Discord? I'll do both. Okay. So we will run the competition on both platforms, Facebook and Discord. And what we want you to do is finish the sentence, which is, I love the Ministry of Dice because... And then give us your answer. The top three, I believe we decided it would be three bundles we're going to send out. Top three answers chosen by both myself and Chris uh, will win the bundles of amazing promos off of the desk of Jimmy himself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And from what I'm told, it's worth entering, folks. There's some exciting stuff in there. If it's too exciting, then we can just bin this segment off and we'll just share them, yeah? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if there's some, I've definitely got some gaps in my binder that could be doing with fill in. So, you know, let's <laughs> let's have a chat about that off the air. Yeah, let's see what we get. Coming to an eBay auction. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> so that's uh, facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice, or head to the Discord link down below in the show notes and join our Discord channel, and then post it in the Dice Master section, the latest podcast discussion channel to be precise um and uh it'll get to us folks don't worry about that we'll keep an eye out for them <laughs> you will <laughs> true story i'm still finding things i've been posted in from like a week ago <laughs> that's Two also a true ago. story <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll keep, i'll keep an eye out for them and make sure they get in front of andy and then we'll choose the three best answers and announce the prize winners in should we say a month's time Oh, yeah. Make our heads nice and big from people telling us how much they love us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if there's one thing that we definitely offer and have offered for 100 episodes of the Ministry of Dice, it has been ego. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to sell a podcast. (laughs) Well, by all accounts, um, hubris, ego and arrogance is, is what it takes to be successful in this game. Oh, that's who's that a quote from? Uh, is that I a quote, remember. or did you just make it up? I kind of paraphrased a thing, but I can't remember where the source is for that. Everyone sit quietly while Andy Googles. Oh, no, I'm not I'm going that far. All right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, so facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice, or head on and join our Discord server and drop the quotes in there, and we'll announce the winners in episode 102. 102? But you yeah. said that this was the 102nd episode. Yes, but this is the 100th numbered episode. I don't get it. We had two episodes that were not numbered. The Christmas ones? Yeah, they were Christmas ones, I think. I don't get it. Well, it's pretty straightforward. We we numbered, episode numbered 100 episodes, but then we did two episodes where we didn't put an episode number on. I'm not sure what what your barrier on this is. (laughs) So what episode is this one? This is episode 100. Ah, uh, 100 episodes. But Got it's the it. 102nd episode. The giveaway, three bundles. <laughs> Facebook, Discord, I love the Ministry of Dice because. <laughs> there we go then, the giveaway. <laughs> right, should we wrap this up then? <laughs> well... There we are then, folks. As all things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we definitely did this episode. Yes, absolutely we did. Um, it's been a, a <laughs> belt. Both, we, we both just read text at the same time in the middle of recording. We're so unprofessional. We, I know. This, it was. <laughs> this podcast never going to last. 
<laughs> it's Owen is there. Oh, it's another one. <laughs> yeah. And there's another one. It's the, who is it? TJ. Oh, it's TJ. Speak of the devil and he shall appear. Oh, uh, yes, I, oh there's someone on the line for us. Oh. Yo, true Mr. Six. <laughs> hey. Hey, Gary. No, Jake. <laughs> I just wanted to say thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh dear. Yeah, that was tremendous. Thank you once again, T. I haven't I haven't listened back to the recording yet, so I don't know how much of my laughing <laughs> has come through. Uh but how about that Jimmy stuff, eh? That's uh Tremendous. Lots, lots of juicy tidbits in there. So really pleasing to hear that they've got unannounced sets planned going <laughs> I loved it when he said uh planned for twenty twenty two, so not releasing in twenty twenty two. <laughs> it's like he gets it this guy knows which made me laugh but yeah loads of great stuff uh really really great to hear sort of some some kind of actual confirmation that uh shipping appears to be the issue that's driving the driving the delays and i kind of like his perspective there of describing it as a hibernation of sorts does mean um, that now- listeners have got us for at least another year Yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We we have subsequently also been informed that there's some some nerves around uh, power outages in China. <laughs> that's now been thrown into the mix. So watch this space. As soon as we get more information and news from Jimmy, we'll, of course, let you all know. The uh, spoilers that Jimmy rattled through there, this episode's going out on Monday the 21st. Those will be uploaded on Tuesday the 22nd. Uh, I've got a little blog post with a few kind of uh, hot takes from me uh, and then they'll be added to our gallery which you can find at britroller6.com if you go to the title bar and hit unreleased set spoilers you'll see the galleries and solicits information for all the unreleased sets that we've got information from WizKids for so please do enjoy that also keep an eye out on the website uh, in the coming weeks we've got some We've uh, regular listeners will know we've just migrated over to a new host which has given us a lot more freedom in terms of what we're able to do with the website and we've got some pages that have been kind of sat on the back burner that will be getting posted imminently uh, we've done some interesting stuff around promo cards, some interesting stuff around reviewing sets. We hope you enjoy that. We welcome the feedback. So please do visit BritRoller6.com, uh, maybe even sign up for notifications on it um, so that it will be at the forefront of any news and information that we get on there. And you can use the little links to buy stuff and then we make money off of it. Yes, don't forget the affiliate links. If any of you folks out there are shopping on eBay, then use our eBay affiliate link. It, it all helps. It's a wonderful way to support us because you could just do your shopping as normal. We get a little bit of a kickback, and it kind of helps us out with hosting fees and, and the like. We'll be back streaming next when well, this Wednesday coming. We hope. If things go well with Chris's internet, we will be back and streaming yeah, I'm going to have to unbox my dice so I can make a team. An XL team. Oh, yeah, is that what we're going to do? Yeah, that sounds amazing. For fair play. All right, yeah. Um, Just have to get, like, winch me webcam a little higher. Yes. Clear a bit more of this desk. Yeah, we can figure we can figure it out. But keep an eye out on our Facebook page for updates on that, folks, if, uh, if anything does go awry with my uh, internet installation then that will get in the way, then I'll I'll put the word out there. Okay, well, I think the only thing that's left to say is um, an enormous thank you once again to all of you for joining us for 102 episodes of the Ministry of Dice podcast. What? No, this is the 100th episode. 
<laughs> it's been a real pleasure putting these together for you folks and uh, we hope that you'll stick around and join us for a hundred more yet don't forget to take part in our competition we, we love these opportunities to give back to you guys and um, so please do get involved just whatever comes to mind use your imagination we love the ministry of dice because just throw whatever whatever first thing comes to your head you never know it might just put you in the running for the promo bundle uh, and we'll be back again in two weeks time with even more random chat from the ministry of dice so in the meantime i've been chris aka true mr six and i've been andy aka jake Busey. <laughs> i still don't get it i just don't believe it it's crazy <laughs> see you later folks bye 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 Right, okay. 100 episode look back. Five, five seconds of silence. Oh, I thought we were not going. I thought we were still going. When did we end that segment? I don't know. When on your, fi- on your first whip sound was when oh, I was going. Okay. That's, it felt right. It felt right. Obviously, you did not intuit that the same way as I did. It's so wrong, but it felt so right. Well, there we go. We've got an episode title and an outtake there.